0: Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to our podcast, Success, Secrets, and Stories. I'm your host, John Wanoloski, and I'm here with my co-host and friend, Greg Powell. Greg? Hey, everybody. And this is the uh, ever-famous part two, or part one. This is part one. we got part two coming next time, sorry. Making your relationship work. So this one, we're going to be talking about Developing a team structure and a tool to help with your team dynamics. And part of this podcast is to give you some ideas. And of course, the secret to our podcast is psychology. Now, a psychologist, Dr. Don Clifton, came up with a concept called Strength Finders. Now, he was a researcher back at the University of Nebraska, Lincoln, Nebraska. And when he was going through the psychology books, he was fascinated on how everything was wrong. Let me, let me try to define that a little bit. They have a manual for psychology that is the dsm iv or 4 manual for disorders, which is what is wrong with people. Well, that's the end-all, to beat-all document for psychology, and to his point, that's nothing but negative. He also talked about a business guru, Peter Drucker, and he made a quote, Most people think they know what they're good at, and they usually are wrong, and yet a person can only perform from their strengths. Now, a businessman making that kind of observation is exactly his point. What are you good at? Don't, you know, there's so many programs and so many tests, and a lot of these improvement programs are based on what you do poorly. And really just flip it. What you're really good at is what you should be trying to apply. Those are your natural talents. Those are your natural strengths. And I I, I think that's the revolutionary part of what he was trying to bring with strength finders. Now the book is. Now discover your strengths by Marcus Buckingham and Don Clifton, PhD. By concentrating on your, your talents and your interests, you can find a career that fits you better. That's that's their description of the book. And when I was preparing for this podcast, I decided that I I had taken it in 2017 And I really couldn't find all the details that were associated with 2017. So I took it again. And I'm just going to give you a little background and and a taste of some of the things that I discovered through the process. Reaffirming, in, in most cases. It's a test that is 177 questions that are paired statements that you get 20 seconds to answer. Now that timeline is actually pretty efficient in terms of looking at what your tendencies are naturally rather than trying to overthink it. To be honest, there was two questions I didn't answer fast enough. So (laughs) there is, there is a neutral or, or non-committal middle section that I should have clicked earlier, but because I didn't answer the question, it did it for me. And what you do is you get the results back, and and this thing is designed to give you your characteristics. There's 34 different profiles in terms of how people do their jobs, or DNA is what they like to call it, and it creates like a DNA string is what they use as their their, their marketing approach. You read and reflect on it to understand it a little bit, and and also I think a key point here is every word isn't. Exactly who you are. it It isn't like reading a horoscope. It isn't that it isn't that generic, like you know you're gonna have a very good day and the sun will come up. But it does a very good job of of giving you an idea of your strengths. So I took the test on on uh, ten six twenty three and my top five are strategic. And number two, Greg, help me out with this one again. Ideation. Yeah. I hate that word. Now I want to call it, you know, being able to do ideas, but it's, it's a different term intentionally because they're, they're trying to suggest something that's in your strengths. And it's also, I think a very good metaphor as we get into it. I think you'll understand it better than I am in terms of the term. (laughs) Connectedness, arranger and woo. Well, I can't wait for you guys to hear about woo. <laughs> Any other top 10. So the other ones are learner, responsibility, communication, positivity, and developer. Now, when I took the test in 2017, my top five are on that list, but they were in a different order. I had arranger, responsibility, strategic, learner, and developer. Okay. Uh, to be honest, I don't remember the uh, the other five. But Strategic and Arranger came up again. Woo wasn't on the list before. I thought that was kind <laughs> of interesting. But a little bit of moving on and doing this teaching program uh at this podcast and writing a book, some of the descriptions and will make some sense. So we'll get there. Let let's let's go down the list so that I at least give you a flavor of what this looks like. Strategic is a theme that talks about, uh, let's see how they phrased it, alternative ways in order to proceed, finding issues and relevant patterns that you can use strategically. Well, makes some sense. The words like innovative thinker or considered prevailing circumstances like resources and budget and staffing and all those all those components in order to come up with a strategic answer. I mean, I've, I was on a number of uh, projects that were dealing with trying to keep it within budget and doing it in a timelines so that you could actually deliver it. I keep on thinking about what we went through with COVID and I was in a hospital systems and that clearly was exercises in terms of making it a strategic decision and understanding what you have in terms of, Talent and, and personnel and support.
1: And John, as long as I've known you, I've always thought about
0: big picture thinking, long range planning
1: as uh, some of your strong suits.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I've helped people with strategic uh, plans, master plans in terms of how they can handle hospitals, and and did it for others, trying to help others that have asked me for some support. So yeah. So I think strategic identifies my skills set in terms of helping people and, and working through problems. Pretty good. The next one, Greg.
1: Ideation.
0: Oh uh, yeah. I keep on mispronouncing when we were rehearsing this. It's like, I can't say those words. I'm fascinated by ideas, obviously not by the title, but I'm fascinated <laughs> by ideas. Um, seeking quiet reflection, uh, impelled, uh, to acquire information, uh reputation for being innovative i i always liked the idea that i was working on a lot of projects and and i would force people to think of a different way of solving the issues rather than trying to go down the path that we've always gone down what are the alternatives how creative can we be novel or fresh concepts i i i was telling greg Earlier about I constantly drove people crazy with the what if question, what if question, which we've talked about in a previous podcast, because I always hate that. But when the people are stuck, or especially if they're argumentative and you're trying to push to find another way to get an answer done, using the words what if or challenging them to be creative and and find another path. And maybe give examples of how they've done it in the past and why can't we do it now? That that makes some sense in terms of how I'm um, able to do the jobs that I've been able to do. Connectedness. Another one of those words that just <laughs> I struggle with. But to uh, understand the consequences of an event and the reasons that are behind it, I think goes along with my career. And I I should say at this point, I was a facilities director. And I worked my way through the facilities field to a senior director. And all of those things kind of interplay with what I did as far as operations. These words mean something pretty obvious to people who are in ops that are doing similar work. If you don't have these skill sets, you're not usually going to be working that long in that field.
1: I can tell you, I worked with John early in our careers together and we were in an order fulfillment facility And so you can imagine me with um, some of the warehouse guys trying to fill bins with merchandise. You got folks running the lines to get orders out. Uh, But it's all kind of being put together and managed by the connectedness that John brought by running the facility. If the facility's Mm -hmm. not running, we're not getting uh, material out to the lines. The lines aren't running, et cetera, et cetera. And he really was uh, kind of the straw that stirred the drink in those days.
0: Thank you. So um, facilitating individuals and and developing teams and really highlighting people's successes. I I really wasn't highlighting people's failures, but I was responsible to take action if they failed. Those all ring true in terms of how I've conducted myself. Um, The other element that I thought was interesting is that I am fascinated with ideas, but I'm not fascinated with policies or philosophies. I shouldn't say that philosophy, obviously I, I am fascinated with policies, not so much, but uh, it, it, it's, my point is that this is relevant and the finder element, the strengths that they're talking about do make sense. So a ranger is my next category and able to work with the pieces. You see, it, it, there's a little redundancy now, you know, that, that component of being able to work with resources and multitasking and not getting frustrated. I, I think. One of their comments that was interesting is I'll get frustrated when it's simplistic or, or a pattern that isn't really challenging. I need to be able to be, I don't know, striving for a goal. I'm not, not really easy at uh, kicking back, throwing the feet up on the desk and watching a world pass. I want to make a change. I want to make it better. And I think that's uh, the description of an arranger that does a pretty good job of, describing me. Now this is the one I always got a tickle of because when I was in the meeting in 2017 with our other senior uh, directors, I was always giving the guys a hard time. They got woo. <laughs> and here it, it flashes on mine, but to be honest, I think it it's relevant in terms of what we're doing with the podcast. And yeah, you know, yeah, I have a, ch- I love the challenge of meeting new people in, in striving to find a way to connect. And and really this podcast is that opportunity to connect. People consider me lighthearted, okay, cheerful, I hope, uh, engaging, maybe. <laughs> but I have a talent in terms of being diplomatic and being able to bring people together. And a little bit of what Greg was talking about is that's what I was doing in our previous job in a warehouse environment. But that component of being able to walk in their shoes and understand their constraints and their point of view. Like one of the complaints I thought was interesting in that warehouse environment is that the water cooler wasn't working. Well, in the area that some of Greg's people were working in, it could be 90, a hundred degrees in the warehouse. Their only sense of a break and in some kind of, refreshment was a water cooler. At least during the work, they had a lunchroom, but there was a specific time. When that water cooler wasn't working, it actually affected productivity. So was it the most important task that I was trying to address in the facilities organization? Nope. But from from Greg's perspective, it was important that I got the water cooler working. So that moves up the responsibility line. That moves up the line of things to be addressed that given day, not two weeks, not I'll get to it when I can do it now. Um, so I, I I could see that now the other, the other ones, learner, responsible, communication, positivity, developer, you're starting to see a little bit of a theme of what I've already described. Those, those things are still relevant and the thing that flashed for me is, well, uh, is, this, is this getting close to a, chlor, uh, to a horoscope? I mean, it's not. Because I looked at the things that are at the bottom of my list, and they are the exact opposite of who I am. And there's the consistency of how that, that descriptions of what I find interesting and what I find compelling are in the top of the list, things that I really don't want to do, like rigid, you know, Reading context, going into detail. I'm I'm, I'm interested in results, I'm not interested in whether I crossed the T or dotted the I. I want to know whether it's working. That that component of it really really rang true when I was going through this exercise. So a practical application is where I had a VP that actually applied this in her administration. We were purchased by another company. I know some of you know exactly what I'm talking about because it's happening a lot now. And her staff doubled overnight. In comes a bunch of senior directors and she's got to make a determination on budgets and projects and funding as quickly as possible with half the team that she's never met before. StrengthBinders helped her, I think, a lot in terms of understanding a little bit of who you can trust and who basically has to have a lot more give and take and a lot more support in order to get the same results. So we kind of got along very quickly because that's just the way I'm designed, the way that I operate. And I wanted to make sure that she was a success because that's the essence of supporting management. You're, you're responsible for your job and the responsibility that they have. You're trying to manage up all the time. And she got that. The people who had to basically be helped in order to get up to speed. She understood that those requirements were, were there in her existing team, as well as what she can see, the commonality in a team that she acquired. So that, that whole thing about budgeting and, and the five-year action plan for budgets made it a little bit easier for her, but it's those exercises are always challenging. At the end of the day, applying your strengths is what she was trying to recommend because of going through this exercise. What do we do to get you to be successful is we want you to try to apply the strengths to the organization. She did a great job of applying it. Now, that's not the only tool in the world. Um, There are other tools and Greg, you have an experience with a tool that you think is is just as effective. I do, John. Thank you.
1: Um, The tool is called DISC. It's a personality assessment tool for leaders as well as individual contributors. The D stands for dominant. The I stands for influential. The S stands for steady. And the C uh, stands for compliant. And even though you may have a lot of tendencies in one of those four areas, you're going to have overlap uh, in them as well. And what this really helps people with is how do their behaviors and and style and personality work with others behaviors and styles and personality? So I came out as a very strong S. So that's steadiness, that's even-tempered, accommodating, patient, humble, tactful. But I also had a little overflow in the areas of compliance and influence as well, which as a leader uh, was extremely important. Um, When you think about uh, a strong S though, that steadiness, um, have strong concern about values in the organization i'm motivated by stable environments fears i don't want to lose stability i don't want to have uh, i don't want to offend others uh, characteristics very patient always a team player uh, try to be a good listener and uh limitations sometimes i can be overly accommodating um and uh and that's not always good uh but some of the things that, that drive me are uh, building those strong relationships and, and again being a good teammate I've used the disc numerous times as uh, for my own style, as far as my team style. And when we finished going through the exercise, we actually did work better together because we could say, "Hey, so and so is more of a D; they're a dominant style, so I need to approach them a certain way so they're going to listen to me. Do we want to get things done? Somebody else is maybe more influential. Hey, I need to borrow you, number I, letter I, influential. Can you help me with this part of the project, part of the process? No uh, but no, just
0: just the uh, profile of people that you would hire. Wouldn't you be looking for a lot of the things you just said? Uh, even a, even accommodating are those elements that you're looking for for somebody who's um, a human resource specialist? You you do, but you can have some stronger-willed
1: um, HR people, like labor relations, okay, compensation. Yeah. Good point. Um, so it depends so you on the balance is. of the team. Yeah, that's exactly it, John. The diversity, yeah. the balance of the team, and again, using these like strength finders, in a way to make, to accentuate the, uh, and optimize the performance, not to dig in on someone. Hey, you're a strong D, get out of here.
0: Yeah, no, you're, no, your D is going to help us on this project, right? So you don't want an army of one type of personnel. No. You're looking for a balance to try to make you a better team. Exactly. Yeah,
1: exactly. Excellent. And f- and once you know what the other person is, which is really kind of neat about the team side of it is, hey, you're an S. Hey, let's go do this. Oh, you're an I. Your influence. I need you here. Or, hey, you can use me here. Great. So it, it was a, a lot of fun, but it actually did help us optimize people's uh, behaviors and styles.
0: Yeah. But you guys weren't any woos.
1: No woos. <laughs> no woos. Can't claim any woos. But one of the things that does happen, John, and you've seen this as well, is things change.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. They're not static. It's not like, like hey, we know whose styles... Uh, are, are, are in play. We know whose strengths and what the strengths are in play. Things change. And there was a book uh, written by Dr. Spencer Johnson called Who Moved My Cheese? And really the idea was about helping people deal with and navigate change. And so uh, uh, the, the premise was around a, kind of a fable, a parable about four characters. They were mice and they were looking for their cheese, which is really a metaphor for what they wanted in life. So you had these four imaginary characters. Uh, one's called Sniff, one's called Scurry, one's called Little People, and the other's called Him and Haw. Um, and whatever parts of us we choose uh, to use, we all share something in common, and that's to find our way out of the maze mm. in changing times. And so a couple of things you have to think about, several things to think about when there's change going on in your organization. Change happens. Just flat, period, it happens. They're going to keep moving your cheese, you're all right? Um Anticipate change. So, since you know it's going to happen, be on the lookout. Get ready for change. Get yeah. ready for your cheese to move. Embrace it. Yeah. Embrace it. Embrace it. Uh, monitor change. Smell the change often so you know when it's getting old. Like, hmm, I wonder <laughs> if something's on the horizon here. Is something going to happen here? I'm getting too, you know, uh, too comfortable here. Yeah. But one of the things that you have to do when change happens, you have to adapt to it quickly. Don't linger. Don't hang on to how things used to be. My cheese is over here. You've moved it. It's done. So the sooner that you let go of that old cheese, the sooner you can enjoy the new cheese. And then change. The actual change is going to happen. You have to move with that change, with that cheese. As you mentioned, John, at some point, you need to enjoy the change. Savor the adventure and this new type of uh, environment that you're working in. And then finally, it's like a cycle. Be ready to change quickly and enjoy it again because they're going to keep moving your cheese.
0: (laughs) Very true. Very true.
1: All right. So uh, one of the things I've said in the past with different companies is the only thing common at those companies is change, and that is a fact. So um, we'll talk more about change in the future. But John, what are we going to
0: talk about next podcast? Ah, well, we're going to stick on the theme a little bit, uh, making relationships work, and and do more of a personal approach. Like trust is not given; trust is earned. So those things in terms of how your self-awareness or how your staff interacts are all keyed on what we hope to be talking about in our next podcast. Ah, so if you like what you've heard, my book is available on amazon.com and lulu.com. My ebook is available on Barnes and Noble's website. You have found success secrets and stories on your local podcast. Thank you. It's available in other formats. Uh, Please tell your friends. Dr. Durst's book and his MBR program are available on successgrowthacademy.com. And the music is brought to you by my grandson. Wow, I actually timed that pretty close. So, Greg, thanks. As always, John.
1: Next time. Next time.